Warning, censorship of Lewis Brackpool. Welcome to the Rebel News Daily <laughs> live stream. We are across the pond with myself, Andrew, and Lewis. Don't call me Blackpool. Brackpool, how are you, Lewis? <laughs> I'm not too bad, mate. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. So much British and English content to get to today. I'm excited <laughs> because it's more of your accent, and we can talk about all the chavs and all the <laughs> scouse that we want to. So if you want to yes. chat with us on Rumble Rants, Odyssey, Hyper Chats, and Super U Shouts, you can pay for a chat, and we will respond to them in kind. It can be a question, concern, uh, comment, link, description, everything you might want to say to us, criticisms even, but I know you wouldn't dare, Rebel News audience. So you can go on Rumble, Super U, Odyssey. We also are streaming on Getter and YouTube, but YouTube doesn't really like us. Um, so we can't take the chats there. And if things get too spicy regarding elections of Christmas past, Lewis, or <laughs> COVID stuff. And I'm sure there's maybe you can't say stuff about Will Smith now, but we'll get to you okay. on the other platforms if we need to. And every day you can find it on rebelnews.com slash live streams. Lewis, let's get to some English stuff right now. And sure. what's been happening around the world is ever since the Supreme Court nominee, Katanji Brown Jackson, I believe, might be Brown Jackson, um, couldn't answer this question about what a woman is. People have been taking mm -hmm. that and running with it, and now it's become sort of this meme where we're asking politicians, not we, but people around the world are asking politicians, uh, media members, if they can define what, what a woman is, if a woman can have a penis, if a man can be pregnant, all this sort of stuff. So this happened mm -hmm. recently on an English, uh, I don't know if it was a podcast or a radio show. You want to explain to people what we're about to watch? Absolutely. So talk radio, um, uh, an English styled uh, radio show uh, with lots of different hosts from all over the spectrum uh, have been talking or asking politicians <laughs> whether they think a woman can have a penis. So uh, they've, of course, asked the Labour leader, the mm. leader of the opposition, Sir Keir Starmer, that same question and shock horror. He can't even answer it himself. <laughs> so, of course, I believe we have the video to play. I mean, this, this may surprise you, but we've actually been asking a poll today. Can a woman have a penis, believe it or not? And it says 70% of people say yes, 28.4% say no. But you won't answer the question and you want to leave well, this I country. Just answer the question. Well, you, well, so are you saying yes, a woman can have a penis? I've explained, and I'm quite sure that the listeners have heard what I've done, because I think that the reason that so many people in your poll have said what they have is because they don't, because they but get do away you agree from, with Wait them? a minute. They get away from the one <laughs> sentence, one word Something answers. They understand <laughs> that people are complex, that they that and that they are different, oh. and that actually, mm -hmm. you know, they that the, the people answering your poll have shown a humanity, which, to mm. be honest, you know, these oh, sort of, of sound bites railroad. Okay, their way but your colleague Siobhan Madonna, a long-serving Labour MP from Mitcham and Morden, I think it is, when asked, "Can a woman have a penis?" she said, "No, I don't think so." Why can't you? I've given you, I think, okay. what I hope is a thoughtful and <laughs> okay. a complete answer. Not and, a complete you know, answer. And it's up to your listeners to decide Absolutely. whether or not I have given a full answer. I can give you a legal definition. I can give you a biological definition. And I have told you about a woman who I believe, you know, may have had a penis, but I really don't want to look up her skirt <laughs> and ask her one way or the other. And anyway, she is. No, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I would like to do that either. 
No, no I'm just saying that, you know... But, Emily, that... your leader made this an issue, and all I'm trying to do is see how that goes, because some of your colleagues are prepared to answer it, our, our listeners have answered it, and I accept you want, don't want to give a yes or no. Imagine, yeah. Lewis, that somebody said, is football or soccer played on a pitch or on grass? And you, your answer was, <laughs> well, you know, many people have said that the playing surface of football can come in many different shapes and forms. Uh, people mm -hmm. have given their opinion on whether or not that's true, and I think I've given you a great answer. It's pretty obvious when somebody just can't say the answer because they don't want to be on camera giving the answer. Am I wrong? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're completely right. Um, of course, that was Emily Thornbury uh, and a member of parliament as well, and I believe on the Labour uh, side. Um, but yeah, we're seeing this trend all around, and it's ju not just in the US, but the UK. Uh, they've asked Rishi Sunak, um, our Chancellor of Exchequer, the same question. He just said, Boris gave a great answer, um, so I'm going to refer to his answer. Mm -hmm. And then I think they pressed him and said, well, what was the answer? What was it that you agree with? And <laughs> shock horror, the whole thing. you couldn't even answer that. The whole thing. Um, so it seems that both sides are having trouble uh, even defining what a woman is. And, um, I mean, there's more there's more pressing matters, to be honest, uh, than squabbling around with, with this silly topic. But um, it's quite worrying that these uh, are supposed to be representative of the, the people of the UK or... Uh, um, or England or whoever, and they can't even define this simple question. They can't even say, uh, let's say, adult, human, female. There you go. I've just defined it to you in one, in three words. Um, but they can't even say that on camera because whether it be to votes, whether it be to pandering, whether it be to lots of many things, but we are seeing this trend, um, not just only in the US or Canada, but in the UK as well. I'm confident that if the NDP, Canada's version of the Labour Party, was asked that, they would say, yes, a woman can have a penis. And to be fair to the Supreme Court candidate, who I'm not a fan of, she did, after Tucker Carlson talked about how she could say she is a woman and I'm a woman of, and I have daughters, of course, I know what they are. She did end up saying almost that exact same thing the next day, but it was too late. Um, the meme is out there and you can't really walk that back once it's out there. And having just given her credit, I'd also like to encourage anybody to go look at her sentencing record that Senators Ted Cruz and um, Josh Hawley have exposed. And we don't even need to talk about it, but people need to go look at that because it's insane. Um, moving on to some more issues of, I guess, transgenderism, which, like I mentioned last week, Lewis, this is the height of resistance for this, of women having to go against men, people having to mm -hmm. admit what they think of biology and what uh, and sex at birth is. There is now stories coming out about the, is it a cycling league or is it the British cycling team? Top female cyclists are too scared to speak out over a trans rival racing them and Dame Laura Kenny. Now, side note, sidebar here, what is a dame? <laughs> oh, don't ask me this. <laughs> so that's the female version of a duke, maybe? I don't know. Yes, yes, okay, correct, yeah. <laughs> In the national championship, see how brilliant I am, Lewis? A uh, month yeah. after she was in male events, as her mother claims she will get police protection for the race. I mean, that's probably not necessary at all. Um, Emily Bridges began hormone therapy in 2021 and can now compete as a woman. Mm. I want to know how old Emily Bridges is, if we can scroll yeah, down, I'll... does it say? I'm not sure the, the exact age. 21. Okay, wow. so maybe if yeah. uh, maybe if he or she, maybe if Emily was 12, 
then they maybe can be prepubescent, even though I don't agree with that. So we can see he's from 1973 in this photo, uh, possibly starred in the movie Dazed and Confused. But regardless, um, Emily is now racing against women. And like I mentioned before yeah. we went on uh, screen, Lewis, uh, larger heart, bigger lung capacity, uh, mm -hmm. stronger legs, more bone density. This is a very physical sport. Whether you're a fan of it or mm. not, and most people are not. <laughs> mm. This yeah. is why when Lance Armstrong was racing, they had the most intense doping of any sport. Yeah. Even further right. than than professional fighting. They go down yeah. to lactic acid in your blood. They go down to um, different proteins in your blood. They go they go down to the uh, and then EPO is a thing that most people focus on and testosterone replacement. It's so complex, the doping and cycling, because it's so competitive and so strenuous on your body because you're riding a bike for hours on end. Mm -hmm. And yeah. there's just no question. And I was trying to figure out which sport men don't have an advantage of physically over women or any sport in general where they could compete evenly. We came up with darts. And uh, um, <laughs> <That's>, yeah, <laughs> I just can't comprehend if you take a 21-year-old man versus a 21-year-old woman in a sport like this, mm. I can't comprehend how anyone can say it's still fair. Yeah, well, you have to just think, um, why do we se separate sports um, between sexes? Like, why do we do that? Um, and you just have to try and define that in order to figure out your answer. On top of this, <clears throat> with that being said, I think I watched, you, you might have seen recently Stephen Crowder's edition of uh, Change My Mind, mm. where he spoke to uh, people and asked them to, of course, uh, speak about sports and, you know, biological women competing against, um, biological men, sorry, competing against biological women and things like that. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a subject that's quite new to a lot of people. So of course this is going to make it round to lots of different people. Um, and like you mentioned, there are physical attributes between men and women that are different. Um, we shouldn't be afraid to say that. This shouldn't be a controversial thing. There is a reason why we split the categories between sexes uh, in sports. And let me ask you, um, Andrew, as well, um, what, is, what is the purpose of high athletic sport? What is, what's the reason? Why do they do it? Why do they do sport? Why do we enjoy it as well? There's many reasons, and I know I saw the same thing. The reason is to win and to take the culmination of all your hard work and say, yeah. and, and have a result of all your hard work in a physical manner because it's the most basic yeah. thing you can do. You can study for something and become the best at that, but when it comes down to our physicality, it's the most natural thing you can train for and see results in. Just like you get on a treadmill, you run, and you will see as long as you're not eating like me, you will see the weight come off. You'll lift weights and you'll see the results of that. So that's what I think it is. Yeah, well, there you have it. So there's nothing more really to add. Producer <laughs> Olivia, can you please look up um, women's national team defeated by 14-year-olds? That happens in soccer. That happens in hockey as well. And as I'm mm -hmm. saying, you take 21-year-old women national soccer players or national hockey players and for the purposes of even play, they have to go down to 14-year-olds for athletic ability, and they still even lose. I know this happened in Australia. I know that the mm. women's hockey team here in Canada will play 13- uh, and 14-year-olds because mm -hmm. they're the same size as them 
in that case many many times uh, in many instances. FC yeah. Dallas, which is an American soccer team at the professional level, let's say it's uh, around an English Championship League for the English viewers. Um, they <laughs> lost a 15-year-old there, and it's happened in many other sports. This is why they play against them, and the women themselves have te- will tell you, and you can ask them. I've spoken to some of them. They know that that the the guys are better than them. They aren't going to pretend. They would rather be beaten by these uh, younger men, these younger gentlemen, and have it make them perform better than to just go around and, you know, clean the clocks of girls that are younger for them. Of course, the Mm. 21-year-old girls, Australians women national team lose 7-0 to 15-year-olds. Of course, the the women who are in their 20s and early 30s probably – could go and completely crush the 20-year-old or the under-18 girls' teams, but that doesn't make you better. The way you get better is by playing against people who are better than you. That's how you get better Mm -hmm. in sports, and that's how you elevate your game. So these girls know they shouldn't be ashamed by it. I'm I'm sure it's fun for for them to face such tough competition and it makes them better. And they're not going to enjoy you coming over them and and pitying them and saying, oh, Mm. you can't you can't beat these people, so we'll just make it easier for you. And they're certainly not going to enjoy guys coming over and beating them. I'm waiting, Lewis. I'm waiting for the first retired NBA player to play in the WNBA. The the women in that league will not allow it. They're tough women. But I'm waiting Mm. for something like this to happen where it's so dominant in a sport where it can be individual and it's a super highly sought-after sport like football, like hockey, basketball, or baseball. And let's just mm. see it. Let's see the college men, uh, male athlete just hitting home runs and crushing the pitchers in the women's college. Let's see the hockey player, you know, skating circles around the women um, and, and crushing them into the boards. Let's see. If that's what it's going to take for people to wake up and realize that your feelings in this don't really matter, then I'm willing to see it. As much as I want these women to progress and succeed, if they're not all willing to stand up for it the way that some people on Leah Thomas's team have, and one of them spoke to Steven Crowder, um, the girl who was in competition against him, uh, who lost their spot in the finals, and even some of these cyclists, if they're not all willing to speak up because they're too afraid, then you're going to lose your own spaces. You're going to lose your own change room. You're going to lose your own leagues. And what else are we willing to take away from women before the women actually care themselves? I'm sure it's tons of them out there, but in a public sphere, you're going to have to stand up to the bullies at some point. And unfortunately, these bullies are men, and these are the people that are supposed to be protecting them. But the Leah Thomases and the cyclists, they care more about, you know, going and getting attention for the thing that they're doing because they're told it's brave of them. They care more about that, and we're supposed to care more about that, according to the media, about this one person's feelings versus the probably hundreds of pe- of women in that field who get the short end of the stick on this uh, scenario, Lewis. Yes. Well, um, I just love progressivism. I just we love it do. just so much. And it, it's clearly working. It's clearly working so well. So let's just carry it on. So it gets to a point where, you know, women don't actually play any sports anymore. And it's just constant. They just they don't need to sign up anymore because it would just be lower league biological men um, mm-hmm. that are just competing against uh, biological women. So, you know, yeah. And um, yeah, to me. That smells like misogyny, personally, because <laughs> if you hate women so much, you don't want to see them do well. You don't want to have their own categories. You don't want to see them progress in their own style of sports or whatever they decide to do. So, well, it's weird how the horseshoe it. comes around, isn't it? Like, 
We mm. are so against all this stuff, all the social justice, and then it comes to a point where the social justice actually then meets up with the you know conservative thinking, where it's like, oh no, wait, we do actually have to protect women and uh, and be against what is supposed to be protecting women, which is the feminism. And I know in England, the damage has already been done. I know so. in England, there's like twelve or thirteen tiers of soccer. Um, yeah, so. leagues that you have to progress through. You could take the bottom of that league and, and still beat the women's Premier League teams. And that's not disrespectful. That's just the truth according yeah. to all this evidence we have. And I want to transition this to the signs that are being put up. Is this all across England or was this in one city? Um, uh, and, yes. and this is the problem here, Lewis, is that um, on one hand, you've got progressivism, you know, shutting women down and taking opportunities away from them. And then the other side, you have them patronizing it. And it comes with these signs that we're seeing in England. Do you want to explain where this is? So this is in, this has been put up, sources say, around Bristol, where the council have put up this sign um, to educate men on um, unwanted sexual harassment. And of course, they've got a list there, um, which is considered uh, that. And uh, it has a statistic on the side, which will read. Um, so it says, if it's unwanted, it's not okay. And this includes flirting, catcalling, uh, paying compliments, hugging, jokes, uh, touching, little kiss, um, right? Uh, attention, staring, photo, drink, number, grinding, grabbing, groping. Um, yeah, I didn't realize paying compliments was, uh, was now considered that. Um, which was very strange. Um, there's a lot of things. I mean, it's it's very strange. There's no nuance with this at all. No. Um, I think that's that's the core of the issue. Um, is is there's no nuance with it. So, yeah. I mean, you, you guys make your own mind up. Do you think asking um, Do you think asking a woman out is uh, for a drink is considered sexual harassment? Um, do you think making jokes? Um, is considered sexual harassment. I mean, yeah, I'll leave that up to the viewers. Um, the joke, jokes so. can go too far sometimes. My problem is sure. that that what these types of people are trying to do, and whether it comes from a place where we are trying to actually protect people and make them feel comfortable, mm. or if it comes from a place where we want to muddy the waters, the result is mm. you're conflating words with actual violence. And that's where the, mm. the problem arises, and that's what people want so that you can't, certain people, of course, want so that you can't criticize their ideology. If words all, all of a sudden are the same as violence, well, then you can't criticize mm. my bill, you can't criticize my legislation, you can't criticize my political ideology in any way, or else you're committing an act of violence against me, which therefore should get you arrested or fined. And we can uh, pull up something that's with Marcus Rashford, if we want to cue that up for after. But let's first bring that graphic back up and let's see one of the, some of the things we are conflating with actual violence. And of course, we don't want any women to have unwanted anything, just like men don't want unwanted anything. But the threat of violence does exist when we're talking about most women compared to men. So flirting yeah. and catcalling, if the person doesn't want it, okay, go away, stop doing this, and then you're harassing them if yeah. they're not. But a compliment, that's not the same as touching. A, no, it's not. Taking a photo, whilst creepy, is not an assault like grinding on somebody is. Um, asking mm. for a person's number is not groping and grabbing. But you see what I mean here? We're, we're listing yeah. things that are verbal, which is mm. ca cat call, flirting, joke, 
staring, which is nonverbal, which is a really weird one. I don't know how you're going to parse that out or else you have people <laughs> watching anybody who's who's staring. You have these things yeah. which are non-crimes. They're annoying. They may be unwanted, but they are things that are just said and we're conflating them with grabbing and grinding and all this gross stuff that only a yeah. creepy guy in the streets of Bristol would do. Um, no well, offense, there you Bristol. go. There's no nuance. There's no nuance, and that's that's the crux of the issue. Um, and with that statistic as well, I think we have that original article uh, that's been amended. Um, so if, you, if we go back onto that graphic um, quickly, just so I can uh, get my trail of thought back... <laughs> Um, so it says on the side, I think it says, uh, oh gosh, could you zoom in? Would that be okay? Just to the black text on the left. Thank you so much. It's a high quality. It says 90%, yeah, 97% uh, of women in the UK have been sexually harassed. Um, if your words or actions uh, are making someone feel uncomfortable. Um, so this statistic, 97% of um, women in the UK, has actually, that's been amended by the same publication who put that out. And this was amended over a year ago. Um, I don't know. I think I sent that through um, to you guys, if we could pull it up. But um, just for clarification, because personally, um, and I think for anyone, if you're, if you're going around touting a, a statistic like that, 97% of the whole of the UK women um being sexually harassed i mean that's that's a very very well i want to say a very very damning uh, statistic that's very intense so it actually says four fifths four fifths of young women in the uk have been sexually harassed survey finds and if we scroll all the way down to the bottom just for clarification keep going keep going keep going Oh, no, sorry. Go back up. Apologies. <laughs> it should be a, a red sort of dot. Yes, there we go. Article so this amended. article. So if, if you want to read that out, um, Andrew, for me, would that this, be all right? Yes. This article was amended on March 24th, 2021 due to incorrect information. Uh, the UK survey found that 97% of women. Um, so basically, they reduced the numbers from 97 to 80% to 86 and 71% respectively, and they updated the headline. Mm. So the problem here is not, oh, that's such a low number, because 86% of women being sexually harassed is that's insane. Huge. It's an insane number. It's huge. If that, that's a, actually a problem, then we've got a big problem of our hands in our society, and we're starting to reflect mm. you know, countries that we mock for having these problems. But the problem in lies here, Lewis, yeah. that the same people conducting this study are the same people, if I'm not mistaken, putting out these signs, conflating, you know, staring at somebody with grinding on them. And this is just not the same. Mm -hmm. And so if you're categorizing a person staring or whistling from across the street as, as sexual harassment, then of course the numbers are going to be high. And of course these things are going to be unwanted but to conflate words with actual assault is not the same thing mm -hmm. you cannot just mm -hmm. like will smith he can yell from his seat at chris rock if he wants to but you can't just take it upon yourself to touch somebody that's not how the law works yeah. and they're trying to conflate these things so that for a greater cause which in the end is patronizing women and saying you're too stupid to to know the difference here but we're patronizing yeah. people and we're trying to conflate things so that you cannot criticize them they're they're going after the most vulnerable thing here which is a woman's you know safety and her ability to feel safe walking through her own city streets we're taking advantage of that idea and manipulating people based on their emotions so that they can then say see words are violence see looking at a person is a is a threat uh, whistling from across the street 
is an assault on somebody and you should be criminalized for it. It basically turns you into, you know, authoritarian regime where you have uh, police coming and correcting your behavior on the streets, like in an Iran, like in a China. And that's just not a place we want to live. We also don't want to mm. live in a place where you can sexually harass women. But if, you know, um, waving from across the street becomes sexual harassment, then I guess we've gotten to a place where we're more like China than uh, Saudi Arabia. So it's like you're picking from two terrible regimes and, and coming with your result here. And all of it, in the end, I think damages women, um, undermines yeah. women who have faced sexual assault and sexual harassment and puts, you know, people who are offended by guy waving across the street on the same level, which it is not. And if we recall from years ago, Lewis, there was that video, girl walking down the street getting catcalled in New York City. Didn't account for the fact that it's New York City. And didn't account for the mm. fact that it took them like a day and a half to get all this footage compiled. So I think it's bad for women when you, you know, basically you know, try to hold their hand, no pun intended, through this process where you're making it, you're, you're putting them out there to be ridiculed when you say, when you equate these things, just like you're putting them out mm. there to be embarrassed in the sporting uh, examples we've talked about lately, but let's uh, let's move yeah. on from this. Um, I wish we had a camera on producer Olivia to get her opinions that we asked her about earlier, which uh, were good ones. But um, mm. we let's go the other way and let's start talking about men and then be fair. Uh, incels <laughs> is a great segue. <laughs> There's an art great article that came out from our friends at True North, which is you know. Canada's only hope with along with rebel news in terms of conservative or at least reasonable news that you can actually trust from my big brother Andrew Lawton over there lifting COVID restrictions could lead to incel terror attack wave says researcher now are we giving too much credence to the researcher maybe I would say yes unless they're already being propped up or a notable person let's read on researcher by the Trudeau government see there you go so we can trust True North they're not and, and I haven't read this article before so a researcher hired by the Trudeau government to produce a report on incel terrorism has told the Canadian press that lifting 19 restrictions could lead to a wave of <laughs> incel terror attacks keeping in mind there's only ever been one in Canada um oh couple in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. Obviously a bad thing, but the term incel is short for involuntary celibate um, and often used mm -hmm. where to describe online subculture made of predominantly men. I'd like to know <laughs> if anyone's found the female incel uh, message board, a man who feels <laughs> sexually rejected by women. So obviously if you're an actual incel, um, you know, there's words you can use to describe them. Less than 1% mm -hmm. of them are going to be these insane people. But to say that COVID-19 restrictions are the reason why incels commit terrorist attacks doesn't make any sense because the incel terrorist attacks that have actually happened were not under COVID restrictions. Or, mm. So I don't understand, like, they weren't after the co any restrictions were lifted. I don't understand how this could accelerate it. So we're supposed to now stay inside for all of time, Lewis, or else we're going to risk well, terrorist attacks? I don't understand. Well, the, the stereotypical incel is the guy that sits on his computer all day and doesn't go out to, to speak to women, is misogynistic, is just, you know, it doesn't have any interest in going outside. So why would lifting the restrictions all of a sudden <laughs> make incels want to go outside? When <laughs> like, at a they weren't interested. In yeah, when people are at a heightened level of fear about going outside, all of a sudden the people who are already afraid of in public interaction or interaction with women are now going to go out and and 
have an increased chance of that. It doesn't make sense to me. I think this is an overall attack on men. Again, I wouldn't say this just in any regular time, but it's the Trudeau government putting out a thing where they say men are dangerous. Um, even nerdy mm. men who spend time online are dangerous, even though it's the tiniest fraction. You can find a lot more terrorism in different ideologies at a much higher rate, Lewis Brackpool. I won't name any of them, but you can imagine what one, two, or three of them are. And now we're saying we need to look out for incel terrorism when I can think of off the top mm. of my head, I think three, maybe two that have happened in all time. But of course, we're going to start broadening the definition of that to include anybody who espouses right wing views, anybody who espouses views mm -hmm. that aren't aligned with the government. That's what an incel will become. I'm sure of it in the terms of the government. Mm -hmm. They'll have a little document that goes out that says anybody who's on, you know, uh, YouTube who doesn't follow the Young Turks is an incel. Anybody who's on Rumble or um, Getter or Trump's platform, they're going to categorize them as that. Anybody with with fringe views, so it could be whatever they want, Lewis. Mm. I don't know how much time mm, we want basically. to spend on that. It's stupid. Um, no, there's nothing else to really <laughs> say about that, to be honest, is there? <laughs> if only Seinfeld existed today, we'd have an incel episode. Um, <laughs> Probably. John Stewart, and we're going to get into some celebrity stuff right here for the misunderstood fans of the audience. That's uh, Catherine and Natasha's weekly show. Uh, John Stewart, whom I thought had retired. It turns out Apple can throw a trillion dollars at you and you'll come out of retirement to make your own show again um, because they probably really need subscriptions. I don't know how you get Apple TV. Does it come with an Apple podcast subscription, maybe. I don't know. I don't know anything that's on there. But John Stewart is a new Apple TV show, and he's got a nice little segment on there about how white people are terrible. And he's really, it, it's like, John Stewart, we will give you a trillion dollars, but you must become a cog in the machine. You must push for the establishment. So let's play that clip if we have it right now. And thus, the problem with white people. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna stop for a second and, and pose so you can get your memes out. Okay, okay, there we go. Get a good picture for your clickbaits. For however sincerely we want to reckon and listen, the truth is America has always prioritized white comfort over black survival. Black people always lose so hard for mm. equality that they've been irreparably set back in the pursuit of equity. And any real attempt to uh, repar rep repair a ton of that damage, reparation, <laughs> sets off white people's they're coming for our shit alarm, which we would know ourselves had we actually been listening. My feeling is white people, white people have a very, very serious problem and they should start thinking about what they can do about it. Take me out of it. Understood. And that's his promo too. Understood. I will listen to whatever you say. Of course, Lewis, what we're not saying is that John Stewart's a Democrat and Democrats have been in, are in power now. They were in power for eight years under Obama. They were in power for eight years under, uh, you know, uh, Bill Clinton. They were in power for many times in history where they could have gone through with their reparations and they didn't. 
So the problem you have is Republicans don't talk about it because they don't want to, and Democrats talk about it as if they're not, they don't have the ability to do so. So if you've wanted to do this over the past 30 years, you could have, but you didn't. Why? Because Democrats are the historically racist party. So they like to tell people, um, black people specifically, how bad the system is against them, how Hollywood doesn't represent them, how the government doesn't care about them, and how they actually want to you know, lessen their ability to strive. And guess what? That's true for the Democrats because they don't do any of this stuff. So on one hand, they're saying, oh, this, this, and this is bad while they're all in control of it. The Oscars so white was, was the thing. Well, guess who controls the Oscars? The Hollywood elite. So why don't they, they want mm -hmm. it in there? Guess who controls the casting? The Hollywood elite. So people are starting to finally, and celebrities are finally starting to speak out against this poison in Hollywood. And I'm sure it's not going to affect Jon Stewart because he's got his contract signed. But to say, here's a clip from a lady and be like, understood, uh, comm commandant, it's stupid. And why won't you call out, why won't you say Joe Biden, why don't you do this? Why didn't you say Barack Obama, who's in power for eight years, why didn't you do this? It's them complaining about themselves and being like, it's somebody else who's doing it to us. It's somebody else who's treating us poorly. Uh, you voted for the mm -hmm. same mayor in uh, the same de Democratic Party in Detroit, St. Louis, Chicago. Um, let's see, Baltimore, Atlanta. Did I say St. Louis? Los Angeles. Um, you vo voted for the same party for 30, 40, 50 years and nothing's changed. What's the problem? It must be somebody else. We're telling you guys, just vote for us and we'll solve everything, but actually it's us. So we could go into more of a history yeah. lesson, Lewis, but I think it's just extremely, again, and that seems to be the theme of today, you know, uh, characterizing people in a certain way when actually you're hurting them. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for yeah. here? You're... Um, you're, you're setting them back while telling them that you're actually lifting them up is, is the thing. And um, yeah. what's the word I'm looking for that's slipping my mind here? You're you're ridiculing <laughs> them. Um, you're setting them back, Lewis Brackpool. <laughs> you're the British guy. Help me out with my vocabulary. Sorry, mate. I just love watching you struggle like that. Bless you. <laughs> well, that's here's cruel. the thing. Whilst whilst you try and remember the name and then you'll shout at me during mm -hmm. um, during what I'm about to say, which is absolutely acceptable. Okay. But um, yeah, it's just more divisive language, really. Rhetoric, identity, patronizing. Politics, you know, patronizing. Yeah, there we go. Basically. Um, yes. Yeah. So it's the same rhetoric that that's happening and. We're seeing it, of course, with the with the Hollywood elites as well. I mean, you briefly mentioned that, and you know that they're all, you know, <laughs> well, they're all singing from the same choir um, over there, basically. And we don't really need to delve into that too much because we know, um, and nobody cares about um, Hollywood unless, of course, some big drama happens, uh, and then all of a sudden the ratings go back up. But <laughs> in terms of this, yeah, it's it's classic uh, rhetoric, classic Democrat rhetoric that you. You know, very patronizing towards um, uh, the, well, all races, basically, um, and using people as political pets. And I, I think that's really, really horrible. It's very divisive. And it's not about the individual anymore. It's about, you know, who you are in terms of your, your race, sexual orientation, gender. That's, you know, that that's that's how they'll use it against them, weaponize uh, against their own talking points. And, you know, we see it time and time again. And we, we see it with the massive, uh, with the big elites as well. They've used it for years. Um, and it's all part of, you know, <laughs> the NWO. That's how, that's how they want to do it. So, yeah, that begs the question to the live stream. Are you ready for the NWO?
I'm ready. And this is something Alex Jones used to talk about in like the early 2000s. And like, we never thought mm. these phrases would actually be used. It turned into Great Reset. It turned into, um, mm -hmm. uh, what's what's the other one Justin Trudeau said, slipping my mind. But there is a clip at some conference that just happened about, are we ready for the New World Order? And of course, Australians, uh, politicians said it last year. And uh, it's becoming more and more frequent. And it's like, they... Mm -hmm nobody's voting them out, so it's going to keep happening. Let's show the clip. And the title of this session, Are We Ready for a New World Order? Order. Are we ready order. for and a the New title... World Order? And of course, Justin <laughs> Trudeau is lock and step with Zelensky now, saying, hey, we're in a mm. war, but we could do things for the environment. And then Trudeau goes yeah. on to brag about uh, carbon tax and everything. That's the thing about Zelensky and this whole Ukraine <laughs> thing and how, you know, it's mm. obviously falling off the news cycle because he's had chances to to end, to, uh, end the war, uh, have a ceasefire. Um, he's not getting help from NATO, so that's another reason why you probably shouldn't have your people keep battling all the mm -hmm. Azov and neo-Nazi battalion footage that comes out, because they're on the front lines. Um, BBC tried to run water for them uh, last week and say, carry water for them last week and say, oh, it's only like a thousand guys that are in the National yeah. Guard that are neo-Nazis, yeah. but they're the ones on the <laughs> front lines, and the reason they've kept them around, despite their horrible views, is because they're very fierce fighters. Surprise, surprise, mm -hmm. they want to kill people. And they're also fighting Chechen Muslims, which is is some sort of ideological battle, as you can imagine, as well, uh, literally. Um, and so they're the ones that put out all the footage because they're on the front lines. And then people like BBC get caught putting out uh, footage by neo-Nazis, which is something that you've put out. And now, so everything's winding down, it seems, a bit in terms of the media coverage. It's still out there, of course. It's pushed by Twitter every day. But in terms of it being... Yeah tip of the tongue for everybody, I think it's wound down a bit. And now you have Zelensky, I think, showing his cards about being a person that the U.S. government is really in love with, saying, mm. now is time for uh, green energy and everything. We m and they use the, we must get away from Russian oil to push the green energy thing, almost as if Canada, the United States, and Saudi Arabia don't all sell lots of oil. You also have the um, uh, Emirates and Qatar and everybody in the Gulf region producing oil. So whether you agree with it pol politically or not, there are other people to get oil from other than Russia. And to say that all of a sudden now Ukraine has to get all their energy from green energy is pretty convenient timing. You know what? Mm. I, uh, times are tough, Lewis. We're in a war. We're losing people. Russia's rolling through. Terrible Putin. And P Putin is terrible for that. I'm not going to pretend that he isn't. Putin's rolling through mm. and doing all this stuff. But you know what, Lewis? It's time we buy electric cars. It's time we just let uh, Elon dump a factory here. It's time we start a carbon tax. Like, this is what it is. Like, in the middle of a war, you're just like, let's change all of our energy sectors. <laughs> like, do you think that yeah. they're bring, they're rolling in lithium batteries for their tanks? <laughs> like, do, is that what people think it's good, is happening? Now, this is the time, now that our country is in shambles, to spend hundreds of billions of dollars repurposing our systems of energy. That's why people don't trust this. That's why Justin Trudeau comes out and says, I know this is not the time, but it wasn't time for climate uh, during lockdowns either. So they literally are just mm -hmm. trying to do what I call the exchange my billionaires for your billionaires because your billionaires are more right wing in the oil sector for mm -hmm. my green energy billionaires, which are like Al Gore and the Obamas and all these people who want to push it. So mm. you might say it is what it is, but at the same time, it's very hard to believe 
that you care and that you're not a puppet for somebody when you're just like, let's let's spend all of our money now during a war to change to green energy, which guess what? Your jets aren't powered by, your tanks aren't powered by, your personnel carriers and your trucks, none of this is powered by that. Your guns aren't electric either. They take, guess what? Gasoline-powered guns is where we're going. <laughs> you have to think about that one. You, you have just, to think about that one. You just put a, put a tube going into your gas tank, and you've got a gas-powered gun. It exists, exists in a video game somewhere, Lewis. Are, are, are we beating a dead horse, Lewis, <laughs> if we say they're throwing it at our faces now? Well, they've been doing it since the very beginning. I mean, I'm pretty sure there was an article out there that said, you know, just a slight nuclear war would help the environment because it's <laughs> basically right. culling people, which is absolutely awful and very obviously poor taste. Um, I don't know if we can find that article. Um, but yeah, it was shocking to see. But we're we're seeing a lot of this. The, the green rhetoric has been going on for ages. Obviously, we know it's part of the Great Reset and the WEF and, you know, what they mm -hmm. espouse. Um, so it's, it's no surprise to me that... Zelensky, who is part of the D, uh, the WEF, um, is of course spouting the green agenda already, um, which is very surprising. I think there's other things that should be on his mind at the minute, but to go around and make speeches about how everyone should turn green is pretty weird, okay? And it's only going to fuel um, people to not trust him um, for that. So. For the people who really, really do trust Zelensky and he's, you know, a complete saint, um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, their, their minds aren't going to be swayed either way. I think that's going to probably reinforce their view of, of Zelensky. Um, but like I've said in the past, um, I'm not on I'm not on a side at all. I mm -hmm. think my interests are over here in the UK personally. That's uh, what and of people. Course we... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, and you know, war is obviously terrible, and you know, we everyone stands by the the innocent people of of all sides um, of conflict because it is an ugly and horrible um, thing to go through. Um, but yeah, that that doesn't necessarily need to be said. I think that's governed by fear on my part, to be honest, yes, because for we're sure. so used to seeing on social media like, oh, um, if you don't, if you, oh, so what? So, so you don't care about the innocents then? And it's like, come on, man. Like, no, <laughs> everyone cares about innocent lives. Do you know what I mean? The, the people that get wrapped up into this nonsense are the ones we should be showing support for, not elites, not politicians, not governments. Do you know what I mean? Suddenly we trust governments now. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very strange how people or people's rhetorics uh, are really starting to do a full circle here. Mm -hmm. Well, I think as the sole creator of Rebel News in the UK, you get a lot of unwarranted hate, which of course comes without watching any of your material. Um, yeah, but it, it, it's sad, and I was thinking the same thing that we do have to say, of course we don't support Russia, you know, coming no. in and, and taking land. It's sad that we have to say, of course we don't support women being harassed, because as soon yeah. as we don't say that, then the 99% of media that is hyper left wing and just, you know, they can't find anything about us to hate. Like there is mm. someone wrote an article the other day that was like, why Jesus wouldn't want you to watch Rebel News <laughs> and got so many <laughs> oh, things with God. the company completely wrong. They can't focus on any content. They just have this no. image of their mind of what they want it to be. And then they exactly. will and they will take things out of context, just like they do with Joe Rogan. Not saying either of us are big as Joe Rogan. Physically, well, we're, we might be taller, but um, it's so, sorry to add oh, the article. Jesus doesn't. What want does it even say in there? Something rage. <laughs> um, 
Addictive me. rage kills the spirit. She doesn't have access to Rebel News Plus. My show has zero like anger <laughs> in it. Uh, like your videos are reports. Like they're like yeah. where is this coming from? It's the unfortunately this is an old woman's idea of what she thinks that people should be afraid of because she watches CBC all the time, and it's just Probably, easy yeah. and like a desperate attempt. I'm glad we didn't have it up there for too long because it's a desperate attempt to to signal to people where your ideology is. And I'm reminded of yesterday, I was watching some Gordon Ramsay, as you know, I always do, Lewis. Um, Absolutely. And they're talking about Michelin star restaurants. And I said, does Toronto have any Michelin star restaurants? So I look up an article in blog TO. And the first thing they talk about is how wonderfully diverse the city is and how wonderful it is to have so much diversity. And I'm just like, you're writing this article about restaurants. And yes, there's diversity mm. in food, but it's like you had to write in your article your signal out to the progressive world that you are one of them mm. and that's when it starts to really appear to be as a cult when you have to inject these things on things that don't have anything to do with it you could just say toronto has many different restaurants from different backgrounds and they're delicious and everything oh there we go and i read it and i was like i i turn to to uh my girlfriend and I'm just like, why is this in this article? Long story short, we don't have Michelin star restaurants and people go to other places and think it's amazing. It's no secret oh, wow. that people in Toronto have an intimate relationship with local restaurants and the city's diverse population is best reflected in the amount of choice available come mealtime. So the diverse <sighs> population is reflected. How about there's food from all different backgrounds and they're all delicious? But no, Toronto doesn't Easy. have Michelin stars and that's why, Lewis. Do we have any NWA, <laughs> NWO-related super chats or NWA-related paid chats? Either one. Anything to throw up here? Let's let's do some here to give people uh, more chance to uh, talk about different topics after. Let's throw some up. Kushi1124. Hello, rebel dudes. Not sure about the truth of this. However, I read that women were prevented slash prohibited from protesting. Perhaps why they haven't come forward. That was... Um, a story, I believe I know exactly uh, what yeah. you're talking about. Uh, Leah yeah. Thomas's coach told the mm. team not to make comments. That was a claim made by people. I'm not sure if it's true. One person who is allegedly from uh, the team came out and told Breitbart that he, Leah Thomas, coordinated with the other transgender athlete to throw the race, which was the only other race uh, Leah Thomas has lost, by the way, against the other transgender athlete. And then another person, Stephen Crowder, said spoke to them in a direct message. So I believe that's the story you're talking about there. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I think there was a few swimmers that came forward to uh, to speak about it, but they had to have their faces blurred. They said they don't want. They want to remain anonymous because they're afraid of because um, protesting against it. Because <laughs> they <laughs> yeah, go to college they, and people are going to ruin the their educational... lives. Yeah, basically. Yeah, because we all know what universities and colleges are like nowadays. Your um, scholarship has been yeah. revoked for not believing in science. Is what it would come down for, to. For you know. For having wrong think. That's right. Any <laughs> more, Olivia? Let's see the angry one. Alberta separatist. There's where your anger is coming from. Alberta won't separate. Start focusing <laughs> on the topic of your damn live feed, Lewis. If you're going to talk about trans women, then change the damn title so I know to bother watching your live feeds. It should say, so I know not oh. to bother. Stay on topic. Not pop culture BS. 
or people will stop <laughs> watching your live feeds. Turns out you're wa not only watching, but also paying. Um, we did get to the topic, but, um, you know. It's all linked. I, I would say I'm to you. I'm pretty sure it's all linked. Too bad. Maybe if you asked politely, <laughs> I wouldn't be saying too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Say um, it politely. I'll read the next one polite. Actually, you read the next one, Lewis, because you I'll, can't I'll help but one. be polite. with. Oh, same guy. Go ahead. Oh, so Alberta Separatist once again says, WTF does trans woman and incel have to do with New World Order? Stay on topic or change the topic of your live feed. Well, like we said, it all connects. It all connects because it, it goes into the elites, Hollywood, what they want you to think, what you should think, wrong think. You should be focusing on this, that and the other. I mean, what's there more to say? It all connects. Plus, we don't just do want to hammer NWO topics consistently for an hour. Gosh, I'd I'd go mad. I think so you've <laughs> we, got to connect it all. No, you can't. Diversity, it must be only bro. the one topic. <laughs> it must be the only one thing. I mean, yeah. you could. You must think like this. You must only talk about this. Yeah, sounds a bit like a maybe start your uh, own podcast. Yeah, Alberta Separatist. Maybe. Start a podcast called Let's Separate Alberta. See where that gets you. And then we'll come on your show and we'll say, excuse me, you're not yeah, talking we'll about Alberta chat. separatism enough right now. And we do have more NWO <laughs> stuff coming and not just the wrestling group. So stay mad. Mm. Stay glad. We love you anyways. Um, yeah, we do. I want to show this clip of Stephen Colbert because uh, Peter Ducey from Fox News was asking Joe Biden about all the things he's walked back. He talked about how when he was talking to the Ukraine or to the American soldiers, he said they would be going to Ukraine. Then Joe Biden actually says, no, I was talking about Poland when they were going to be training them, even though he said, watch out for people standing in front of tanks in Ukraine. Then he asked him about how he said he would respond in kind to bioweapons. He asked him about several things. And then I guess Stephen Colbert, who is... At this point, Lewis, sadly to say, propagator-in-chief in terms of late-night TV. Like, nobody goes harder than him. Jimmy Kimmel's <laughs> a close second. But let's show this clip mm -hmm. so everybody gets the context here. Yesterday, uh, President Biden held a press conference, and he was asked uh, a ridiculous question by a ridiculous man, Fox News reporter, and that one kid in high school who wears a suit to gym class, Peter Ducey. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, drop the deuce. When you said a chemical weapon used by Russia would trigger a response in kind. Oh, it will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? you got to be silly. <laughs> Remember. Yes. Remember how on last night's show I said that slapping is never, ever the answer? <laughs> I'd like to file a one-time exemption on behalf of the President of the United States. And... No, no, it's wrong, Lewis. It's wrong. Ducey did not stop there. The world wants to know? The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then, then Russia knows the response. All right, I'm going to take two more questions. Uh, Peter De uh, Ducey, uh, Fox News. I've got, I've got two more questions. First, what are the exact locations of all of America's troops? And can you give me the nuclear launch codes? Just tell me, is one of them a four? Can I, can I buy a vial, Mr. President? 
I'd like to solve the puzzle. Uh, another another feather in your Thank map. Thank you. Um, so we're pretending here that he's not asking because he said in kind, which would mean respond with chemical weapons. And of course, he can't mention anything about that because he mentioned it accidentally. And now we're supposed to believe that the chemical weapons facilities don't exist, even though the government admitted that there's biomedical research facilities that we don't want the Russians to get a hold of because they could use it against us. So we're just parsing mm -hmm. words there. So Stephen Colbert comes up there and he pretends as if he doesn't know why he's asking the question. And his audience apparently is just as off the mark as he is. Well, um, we know that he's basically part of the establishment, the media class, and he's, you know, parroting one side. Can you imagine if that was a right wing talk host and they said, um, let's say it was Trump and a reporter asked um, some silly question or something and the right wing host said about, do you know what, we should exempt slapping for this particular reporter. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine the the news, the, the articles the next day, the hounding? Oh, gosh, the debate would be on for we weeks and him. weeks and weeks. I give him the best slap ever. He's never yeah, been slapped yeah, like this, I swear. Um, oh, can you imagine? And not to mention, geez. like this, for they they really want to excuse this Will Smith thing. They really want to say mm. it's okay. Again, it comes back to wanting to control the language. And when Chris Rock makes a joke yes. that you don't like, we for some reason, the establishment wants it to be okay to because they want to silence any criticism. Again, they want to silence mm. Chris Rock for making a joke that they don't like. We know that they don't like comedy. They know they don't like jokes if it's something they disagree with ideology. And I wanted to throw because I think Stephen Colbert at the end there. Like you said, he's justifying something, even as a joke, that if it went to the other side, it wouldn't be taken as a joke. It'd be uh, mm. Trump uh, comedian says that Trump should be allowed to beat people. Uh, host says Fox News host yeah. says that violence against reporters is OK. And then CNN says yeah. they're threatening our lives, man. So I want to show this <laughs> a clip from producer of Entourage. He's got a new show coming up named Doug Ellen. And I think he gave the very best take on Hollywood and on Will Smith um, from this whole incident. We don't want to keep going over the Will Smith stuff, but I think this is the very best take mm. you're going to find anywhere else. Can we play that? Why do you think Will Smith got the pass he did? I think they knew. I mean, he was already, it was a foregone conclusion that he was winning the Academy Award. He's the biggest star in the room. You think they knew and that's why they let him stay? I think they were probably, and again, I'm not condoning any of their behavior. I think they were so stunned by what happened, nobody knew what the hell to do. Yeah. But I think that if it was a cinematographer or a makeup artist, they would have arrested them immediately yeah. or taken them out of there. Um, and I think his speech was even worse. Like, the speech was worse than the slap. This gaslighting bullshit about, you know, I'm a protector of people and a lover of people. Chris Rock was standing with his hands behind his back and a guy twice his size slaps him across the face at the Oscars. And, you know, what was tragic to me about it is Questlove made this amazing speech about a movie that is so much more important than the King Richard movie. That movie Summer Soul is a really important documentary and Questlove gave a great speech that nobody was listening to. Uh -huh. The guy from CODA, who's the first I, or second deaf person to win an Oscar, nobody's thinking about that. Everybody's about this and I think it's really sad and it's a classic narcissist who made the entire event about himself rather than everybody else. See, that's I what have... I'm saying, Lewis. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I have a different approach. Um, <laughs> I uh, don't care what, what Hollywood has to say <laughs> That's the or thing. do to each other. <laughs> That's the thing. They they preach all this stuff, and the theme of today's show is patronizing people. You've got – we're celebrating or paying all this attention as 
put on Will Smith slapping somebody than faking an apology, not mentioning him afterwards. Whereas the very next award that Chris Rock was presenting was about a documentary about a black music festival that happened at the same time as Woodstock mm. and therefore got no attention and was completely overshadowed and I had never heard of it. And they're giving out an award for this, you know, all black music festival. And Tiffany Haddish, a comedian comes out and say, Will Smith is protecting the black family. But at the same time, you're denigrating people who are actually doing real stuff and not going on stage slapping people. So I'm like, it's the same thing over and over again. We're supposed to be the ones protecting you. We care about everything, but we're going to focus on the guy slapping the comedian whose hands are behind his back instead of the documentary about the black history that has been overshadowed. So they can't get anything right. And then the, the award for Will Smith is what? A story about the Serena and Venus Williams sisters who are tennis stars, whose father was their coach and like that's super important mm. like all of a sudden that's the most important thing more important than actual black culture they have no idea what they're talking about lewis they keep going in this circle where it's like everybody care about us but we're not going to care about ourselves because why because hollywood doesn't actually care about you the elites don't actually care about you lewis well exactly and and for the people of course from both sides who believe it's either real or fake because you know what hollywood is like i totally understand that viewpoint completely um it sets a bad precedent if it is fake, okay? Because it says, let's just go and assault comedians for making jokes, basically, about mm -hmm. a haircut. That's what it boils down to. Um, so it sets a bad precedent, and we know that, of course, Hollywood is not and does not have a great track record of looking after people. <laughs> so, so, And they do not have your best interests at heart. So for people who are accepting of this behavior... Um, you need to really reassess because you can't go to comedy clubs and slap or hit comedians if you do not like the mm -hmm. joke or if you are on the receiving end of a joke or someone you know is on the receiving end of a joke. A joke is a joke. It's not meant to be serious. And if you even put the Oscars or Hollywood or any of those lot in some sort of moral high ground, you really need to get your head checked <laughs> because that is not... Those are not those people are not on your side. Those people do not care for your best interests. They are narcissistic parasites, basically, is what they are, Hollywood. So, yeah, that's my take on it, and I'm going to leave that there. Tell me how you really feel, Lewis Brackpool. Producer <laughs> says we have a bit more uh, New World Order stuff to get to, and then we'll read any remaining cool. chats, and then we'll take off. Do you want to throw that up, uh, good madam, in the studio? What underpins a world order is always the financial system. Mm. Uh, I was very privileged. My father was an advisor to Nixon when they came off the gold standard in 71. And so I was brought really up with a kind of inside there. view of yeah, how very really important out. the financial structure is to absolutely everything else. And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and oh. introduce a new one. And the new one, Spiracy the new accounting, Bitcoin, is what crypto? we call blockchain. Oh, there it you means go. Cool. Digital. I'm so surprised. It means having a oh. almost perfect record okay, turn her down, of every please. single transaction that happens in the economy. So the woman, the woman, woman admitting that her father helped take them off the gold standard and into the central banking system is now warning you that we can't go off the central banking system to crypto because that's too dangerous. Even though her grandfather changed the monetary system to the 
I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say worldly renowned as the most one of the biggest problems in the world, the central banking system and the center of so many conspiracies. But we must be warned that we're going to have to change accounting and we're going to have to change our monetary system. How about we just have all of it? How about we just have fiat? How about you buy your gold and your silver and you can pay for that if you want, which I'm pretty sure you can. Have your NFTs, have your Bitcoin and your Ethereum. Check out my Bitcoin and Ethereum wallet on my Twitter page if you want to donate to me. Um <laughs> quick plug and it's like we're not supposed to realize that you have a, a horse in the race here because you're fully admitting it and you see the the sheik there just be like hmm she's making some good points <laughs> <laughs> we could be making a lot more money if we just ban the other systems um he wasn't so rubbing much, his chin uh, there's so much prejudice against cash so much prejudice against it uh they don't like it because guess what if me and you uh andrew went to a bar and we paid in cash, the state wouldn't know that we'd do That's it. Right. So no wonder they want to really get rid of that. So, yeah, I thought that this was all conspiratorial, but they're all sitting on stage in a yeah. summit. What was a conspiracy 20 years ago? Saying, <laughs> basically. Alex so Jones was right. This doesn't... It doesn't shock me whatsoever what we're what we're witnessing, and we owe a lot of people an apology. It's hilarious that she'll just sit there and be like, "Yeah, my grandfather helped uh, take away the gold standard, and that was good." But let's take away any other form of monetary <laughs> systems, and that's also good. Basically, saying we need to protect our money here, people. We can't have people just running about investing in things, and we're going to get screwed by this. The world is going to separate into China, India, and Russia. It seems like, and then we're going to have this mm. line down the middle where the West has to, you know, obey their masters, and then probably the Middle East and Saudis and Qataris are going to be like, we'll deal with anybody because that's what usually seems to happen. As bad as those governments are, they tend to get away with doing whatever they want because they're not accountable for any of their actions because they've got such a strong hold on their country and their regime. Lewis Brackpool, mm -hmm. you've been wonderful as always. Um, thank you for accepting my clips of Austin Powers trying to maneuver through the hallway. And we've got some chats That's to do fine. before we leave, I think, is what I heard. Let's do it. Awesome. Let's hope it's not... Scottish separatist 345. Pamela for Freedom <laughs> says, Bill Gates, Al Gore, Elon Musk will be in Vancouver April 10th to 14th for TED Talks. Come out and protest. Well, we don't protest as news people, but we can send Dre Humphrey, the people's reporter, to cover the event. Dre Humphrey, if you're watching. On AI as well, which would be, you know, uh, I mean, we know that Elon Musk wants to put microchips in people's brains. I mean, mm -hmm. he's done it to a pig and that's been a successful trial. So it's a super intelligent fit. pig, is it? Yeah, apparently so. It can go on Facebook and do mean <laughs> tweets. So there's a pig just posting <laughs> selfies of itself. <laughs> a pig discovering like the world of social media and then people make fun of it and hurt its feelings and stuff. Basically, mean tweets from a pig. That would be specifically hurtful. <laughs> you get a lot of death threats. Uh, GME Linda G60, I'm going to go with. Love the Rebel News. Thank you all from Texas. Freedom for Texas. Love Thank you. Texas. Yeah, love much, Texas. Much kinder to us in Texas, it seems, than Alberta. Mm -hmm. It's because you're British, Lewis. I think that's why the Albertans hate you. Um, uh, probably. Specifically you, you, not me. me. Yeah. Is that it for those? Well, that's it. No, you go ahead, Lewis. Um, Alberta Don says, if Bruce Willis thought his wife was insulted and slapped a black comedian, would the Hollywood elite have been so quick to make this go away? It's a good point. Well, it's, it, it was black on black, though. So if Bruce Willis slapped Ricky Gervais, I don't think they would care. Yeah. 
I would say they would think, say Ricky Gervais deserved it. I think because he's mean. I think um, I think we'll see uh, a different sort of coverage and different angles. I mean, we've already seen that uh, a lot of publications have already made this about race, um, course, which is exhausting. To. And they've said that I think I read a, a Guardian article saying um, white outrage um, against uh, Will Smith slapping uh, <laughs> is the the bastion of inequality or something like that. Um, I don't know if that's worth bringing up, but um, yeah, it, it's they've people have tried to already make it about race. I'm just yeah, here it is. White that's, outrage about Will Smith team back slap there. Um, is rooted in anti-blackness. It's inequality in plain sight. So just so for a white person to be like, look, Will, what Will Smith is, is, has done is really wrong and he should be punished. That that's white outrage, apparently. And it's rooted in anti-black um, uh, inequality. Oh, just if the it's exhausting. If the comedian was Cat Williams, who has been arrested for slapping somebody at a grocery store, I would have liked to see what he did. Cat Williams wouldn't have taken it. Cat Williams would have mm. fought Will Smith, even if it's a losing losing battle. Shout out to Cat Williams. <laughs> Pamela for Freedom says Pfizer sponsors the award ceremony, and they are coming out with a um, alopecia, alopecia medication. And now alopecia awareness is on high, is on a high, perhaps performance to heighten the medication sales. I mean, anything possible, Lewis. Yeah, that's it. Do you know what? I didn't think of it like that. Um, in a way to, because uh, we know that Pfizer sponsors the Oscars, of course, we saw it. And is it bio, biotech or something? Bio, BioNTech or something. But is, is that really yeah, the focus? It. Her alopecia is probably like the fourth layer down. Yeah. First, it's Will Smith, Chris Rock, the jokes, and then alopecia awareness, well, I think, comes in a fourth or fifth place. It doesn't, it wouldn't surprise me, put it that way. If we find out in 10 years time, because, you know, they <laughs> press everything. So in 10 years time, we'll revisit that comment. <laughs> we will. It's a, there's that Twitter page where it's like, remind me of this in 10 years or something. Yeah. When Twitter is run Defined. by brains just hooked up to a system. Go ahead, Lewis. Mm. Cool. Uh, Twink says, hey, guys, <laughs> the whole you Twinks. <laughs> I think it's right Twin now. X, maybe. Yeah. Twin maybe X, Twinks. no. I've just I've just said it. Oh, I've seen it. Sorry. Apologies if I've gotten that wrong. Um, hey, guys, the whole Ukraine war is part of the WEF agenda to reduce pop. Uh, both Zelensky and Putin are WEF. China's attack on Taiwan next. Why do you think the US and other Westerners did nada in early days? Um, uh, Andrew, what's your take on that? My take is that there is a different like whether they're part of the World Economic Forum or not, I don't think this is to set up anything else other than their dealings in the Ukraine. I think the the Bidens have a lot to hide in Ukraine. Um, sure. And look how long it took for people to start saying in mainstream media that they do have neo-Nazi battalions, which is a thing. Of course, you don't want to take Putin's word for it. He has been on the WF thing as well. He's talked about the in new industrial revolution. Can't trust any of them, I'm saying. So it's only mm. a distraction if you buy into it. And I'm happy... To, to see people now taking the Lewis Brackpool approach of we have more important things to worry about here um, <laughs> or else we have to start well, focusing on Yemen, start focusing on Syria. And to an extent we do, but making that the thing where we put the flags in our names, you know, that's different mm. than actually a few news stories coming out from, you know, uh, Yemenis sources or something like that. Sure. I think, um, I think it's a very nuanced subject and to pin it down to just one thing, uh, it could be an element. It could be 
very, very much could be. And I mean, with the green agenda thing coming out from Zelensky, I mean, the the motion is there. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely not to rule it out as such, but I think it's a very nuanced issue um, that we should explore all avenues in terms of just focusing on that particular subject. But as I said, you know, the, the, there is motions in play. There is a lot of things that don't add up. There's a lot of things that are very, very strange about this war, which is why um, I take a step back. I look at both sides. And of course, I do not I do not attend to, to any side. Do they uh, have the avenues best. in England or do we just have ways and courts? Ways, ways and no sidewalks as well. Paths and all that. Or are you supposed to walk stupid? on the pavement with the cars where the cars so small that they Car don't cars don't go on pavements, mate. <laughs> what is pavement to you when a road gets Side paved? What does that mean? What? No, it's a different that's a different adjective or like a different wow. way of saying it. But no, you've got a pavement on the side, and then you've got the main road. We call them a sidewalks. Sidewalk. We call them a sidewalk. All right, bruv. You go over here with your sidewalks and your and your bicycle yeah, rides. Yeah, yeah, It's pavement, mate. It's a bit of pavement on the side. You pave a road. You pave a driveway. What do you call a driveway? Yeah, sure. A car park? <laughs> Where do you park your no, car in front of your house? It's called a driveway? Yeah, drive. Your driveway, yeah. And your garage? Or your garage. Garage. Yeah, that's right. Garage. Any more super bro. chats before we go down this English accent hole? One more. Cash is king. Cash is king. Twink yes. slash twin X. I agree. Making producer Efron enraged at the talk about fiat talk. Producer Efron is <laughs> our way to the Krypton universe. He's going to take us to the <laughs> promised land. He loves us very much. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Lewis Brackpool on Twitter. Um, verified, so he's more important than all of us. Every Wednesday, we'll be talking across the pond. Thanks to everybody on Rumble, Super, you Odyssey, Getter, YouTube. Am I forgetting any of them? I think I'm good, she says. Thank you, Louis Brackpool. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you to all of our Thank lovers and haters out there. And the British viewers, of course. Let's uh, let's play some Liam Gallagher on our way out here as our traditional Wednesday outro of British music. Take us home, yeah, why not? Oasis guy. <laughs> hey there, did you know? Oh, it has to be like this. <laughs> it has to be this cinematic symbology or symbolism of Oasis. Yeah. The ballad yeah, of a blue-eyed boy, it says. That's so, yeah. so cringy. <laughs> I love this song. Though. All right, what if we do this music video in the middle of the, the, hey middle kid, of the field? Did you know, today, Three chairs. Years ago, it was you and I for the Every all right, goodbye, Lewis. I can't take this. Goodbye. Thank you, guys. You were good, he said, with a smoke ring round your heads. You would see.